and pop. Hello, and welcome back to Vox Popcast, the weekly pseudo-academic roundtable of pop culture analysis with drinking and swearing. My name is Christopher Maverick, but you can call me Mav, and I am once again here with my co-hosts, Wayne and Monica. How's it going, guys? Hey, Mav. You know, I survived a hurricane. Good. Yes, that's good. And by survived, I mean wasn't in LA when it happened. You did, yeah, yeah, you did not because you weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you li- you literally left town you, before. You, you, like, oh, you avoided I'm a fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were because you were you were. I mean, like you were actually. I guess you were technically slightly closer to it than I am because you were in. Were you in Michigan? Yeah, I, I was actually in Minnesota doing a family trip. So yeah, slightly. I was the closest. But, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were closer yeah. than, but like, no, you were nowhere near it. <laughs> no, but you know what? Gas is still, according to the photo that I sent everyone yesterday, seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, that's unfortunate. That's that's called price gouging. Yes, which is supposed to be um, illegal, but apparently not in a earthquake. All bets yeah, are off. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or anywhere, really. Quite honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I was, talk- I was talking with my mom. Um, I don't know if I've ever talked about it much. My mother lives in San Diego, um, and she has for the last, I don't know, seven, eight. Um, but before that, she lived in Mississippi for a long time. Um, so she's been in many, many hurricanes, starting with Hurricane Katrina. Um, but I think Hurricane Katrina was her first or second one when she first moved. Um, and then she's just she's been through this a lot. And then she was like, I'm done with this. I'm moving to California. And so she's in San Diego now. She's, and then, like, so I talked to her this week and she was just pissed. Like, the, the weather is following me. I do not like it. <laughs> but I, um, he lives in a, in a scene, um, not a retirement, well, I guess it's a retirement community. It's not a, it's not a home. It's, you know, an apartment building, but you have to be yeah. six, 60 to live there or something like that or uh, i mean old, um, in order in order there and my my mom is one of the younger people there at like 69 she's a, she's a, she's a young for the um for the community all the all the other people think that she is you know she is like really really bright she was showing them how to tie their stuff down for the her she's like she's like and, and they're like oh you're so bright she's like i've, I've just done this a lot so <laughs> that's been cool um, what about you? I, I don't think either of you guys have been on the, the last episode. Um, last episode for the listeners, because I recorded them out of order, would have been a crossover with protagonist. And I don't think that you two have been on together for a yeah. while. I don't think either of you have been, been here for a while. Well, yeah, I, yeah, there's one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yes. I know I we did. Like I know Monica and I did. Um, I was going to say, for, I know that <laughs> I was here two weeks ago because I made us all watch Sucker Punch. Not sorry Punch. about it. Right. You should absolutely go back and listen to the episode if you were not convinced as to why Sucker Punch is Zack Snyder's greatest movie. I think I was here the week before that, but I can't for the life of uh, But I am trying to get Wayne on for a future episode because I would really like us to do a Josie and the Pussycat. It's not a bad movie. And I think that our resident musician with things to say about music <laughs> is going to have lots to say about yeah, the uh, I need to fiction watch of the I've recording industry in Josie yeah. and the Black <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while. I'm just at, um, I mean, this is, I don't know, this is real fun for the listeners who are capable of just kind of looking back themselves, but we had last episode was the protagonist crossover for the movie calendar game. Before that, we had sucker. Uh, before that, we strike episode, the Hollywood strike episode, which was Hannah and I with some guests. So neither of you were there was Barben was Barbenheimer, which was Hannah and I and our um, respective partners. And then before that was uh, the old heroes episode. That's, on. Yeah. Okay. That's so it's, it's been a while. It's been a while since, yeah. since, um, since we've had like, you know, anybody co-starring with anybody other than me. Have to, we'll have a good gang back together episodes. Um, but anyway, that's not today because stubbornly refused part of my my thing. So Monica, you made us watch Sucker, um, which or two weeks ago, which I enjoyed. I actually thought was great because I liked that movie. So I returned the favor by this week was the finale of the greatest show in the history of television. <laughs> We're given Riverdale. Yeah, we're sort of contractually obligated to talk about this, given how this has become right. a recurring meme on our show. Um, so, for listeners who don't know, if you've not been here since the very beginning, this um, is your first episode. Which it, 
we are i i am a huge fan of riverdale i've seen every episode wayne was a very big fan at the very beginning and uh before monica or hannah were ever on the show katia was here but i don't think she was on that um in fact i know she wasn't i just listened to it earlier um we did an episode devoted to riverdale it is our sixth episode of this show and today is episode 281 so it's been going on for a while mostly because wayne and i wanted to make the pitch for the fact that it was a far better show than i think most people had given it credit for um for that episode we had uh, my friend connie joined us to talk about it and we also had a times sophie um sophie is the daughter of one of my friends from college and we do a uh, a show on river um my friend who's who's also been on the show she said hey i have two teenagers who watch that show do you just do you want them i'm like i, I guess um and then so that's how Sophie ended up on the show. But for whatever reason, Amy's other daughter was unavailable that night. <laughs> she ditched us. So now it's on our last episode to talk about Riverdale. I would like to welcome to the show, Kate Hummel. Hey, Kate. Hi. Kate. <laughs> There's your introduction. Welcome, for you. welcome to the show, finally. Yes, I'm so sorry for ditching so, you all that time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. It happened. Yeah, yeah. When you were like thirteen or fourteen or whatever, <laughs> how dare you? So sorry about that. That's okay. It's okay. So, so thank you for finally being here. My pleasure. <laughs> um. So anyway, as I understand, now Riverdale is this weird show in that just watching on the internet, I even how even though. People were amazed at how good it was at the beginning. It was so much better than anybody expected. Not, and I mean, it, certainly not Winnemies. Like I, I get that, like it wasn't the most popular show in the world, but everybody was like, "Wow, this is far better than it has any rights to be." And then over time, people sort of seemed to duck out of it and be like, "Oh, out, no, no, I'm done." And there were a lot of different opinions on when it jumped the shark. Not me. I've watched every single episode. Some of them more times. I'm I'm all in on it on the show. Yeah, I always say it's the greatest show on television. A little bit of hyperbole, but I, I, I do show. enjoy it. Just, I yeah, do need absolutely. to know at what point in time everyone else hits the nope button. I think that's a really important. That's, that's what I want. That's <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. People, when people, yeah, I need to go back and check exactly when it was. I knew there was a like there were like four episodes left in the season. Then there's like a six month break because COVID had. Like messed up the production schedule, all that stuff. Right. right. Mm -hmm. I felt at a time when there was stuff going on in my life, not to bring things down, but I know I stopped watching right around the time my mom passed and I just got really busy and whatever. And then they went on break sure. and I just never came back to it. So it was mm -hmm. never this real conscious, oh, I'm done. It just kind of. Did they have, did they have superpowers? No, it was before that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should look up episodes here someplace and see what I can figure out. So. Kate, what about you? Yeah, I tried to find what episode I stopped on, but I couldn't really find it. I think somewhere around season three or four. I know Archie got attacked by a bear. I know there were the floating babies. Oh, the bear. That's all yeah, I really yeah, remember. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> saw the bear. Um, bear doesn't sound familiar. I know that I watched the season where Jughead dies, which I want to say is season three might be season four and then at some point i tapped out and did try and come back after the time jump and because mm -hmm. i was like oh maybe this this relaunch is the chance for me to get back in something about riverdale makes me feel constantly gaslit and i think it is the amount that <laughs> adult dismiss the teenagers as being like Oh, you getting murdered is not a problem. And it just made me, honest <laughs> to God, too anxious, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, I forgot about the 10-year time jump. I it's actually only five, I think. Uh, yeah, five or six, I left not long after it's that. It's hard to say. Yeah, I left not long yeah. after that. Because that yeah. made the show feel very different to me for some reason. Just, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. Fair. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unclear. Cause I, don't, I think it's... Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd have to go check like, how... How long is the time jump? It's long enough for them to those that go to college to finish college. It's long enough for Veronica to get married and start having marital problems. Yeah. Betty has joined the FBI and Archie has done a tour of duty in the army. 
it, it, it is it is cool. you guys you guys all missed a bunch um like kate you said you now you had intended to go back yes i, I want to ever since i like stopped i was like you know what once it's finished i'll go back i'll watch it from the beginning go all the way through and then it was just never ending so it's been a while <laughs> but yeah but i i listened to our episode about this our episode six earlier today while i was um i said something to the effect of uh when they announced that they were going to make this show i was like this is going to be a train wreck it's going to be awful i'm going to watch this so i can make fun of the train wreck and i watched the first episode and i was hooked and i was like okay this is going to go off the rails it's going to go off the rails bad this is going to be canceled within two three weeks top and then it wasn't and by by the second season it was just sort of in <laughs> and like it had a, it was a show with a lot of heart a, a show that was that shit insane but that had a lot of like interesting messages and characters who loved her. and i just really really intrigued and it it just went on easier and crazier and crazier and like there are rumors i mean not rumors some of them have all but the, the the tagline's always been nobody hates riverdale as much as the cast of riverdale because they all <laughs> want it to go on and do other they're, like they're still playing teenagers and they want to go on and do other things and they're just all trapped in contracts for the show that won't end and it, i i thought it was interesting they go all over the place to say that it jumped the shark seems unfair i think i said in our blog that it starts on the other side of the shark, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the show starts. That was with, a good description. Hey. Yeah, yeah. The show starts with, "Hey, remember Archie? What if he's fucking his teacher?" That show. That's episode one, and then so from there, where do you go? Four, Obviously, time. He's not fucking his teacher anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they resolve that so right. fast. But they're dealing. And with, they're like, okay, but murder. Well, they deal yeah. with the ramifications of it. Yeah, they, yeah. They have they have a murder plot, and there's serial killers, and drugs and the and and then like now we now we end seven seasons later chapter 137 episodes and we end with a nice little story about time travel and the afterlife which, yeah, which it, it, it makes perfect well, sense as, as we talked about in that first episode i'm going to refer to the book we talked about then 12 cent archie which is this great academic book talking about mm -hmm. all the archie comics that were published when it was 12 cents and one of the points made in that is Archie could be anything. In the comics themselves, there were stories where they were cave people and superheroes, and Sabrina would show up with magic powers. Like, there was no, this is the real world Archie. It was a world where anything could happen in the context of these little eight-page stories. Mm -hmm. Always. And this is not the reason, because now they're doing things like they have afterlife with Archie, and they have right. lots of weird stuff that I want to talk about a little yeah. bit. But you're talking about even in the 50s, yeah, in the 50s crazy stuff right happen. and we talked then how the show was trying to capture that and did even more so as time went on so i don't mm -hmm. have a problem with all that stuff if we say and marcel and i were talking about this after watching it last night somehow that works for me in little eight eight stories where i'm not expecting a whole lot of continuity on a cw show mm -hmm. where there's this illusion of aging and the passage of time and continuity if every episode just came on and okay this week there are cave people and next week they're superheroes and whatever with no attempt to of character growth or continuity i you know it would have been fun but somehow it being live characters i had a tough time accepting all the weird change well you can see them aging yeah, too like right that, right that, that kills me yeah. so I, I was noticing some of them were um, uh, like watching last night's episode so it's last night as um so watching the episode i was very struck by how much the actor who plays Kevin Keller has aged, mm. which is not to say he looks like an old man. He does not, but he does not look like he's 17 and the character was supposed to be. And it's just like, and 17, I'm like, maybe 47. He doesn't look like an entirely different person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so Reggie, which they acknowledge. <laughs> well, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. Surprise. Um, I, we talked about this on the, on the show. You were heartbroken when Midge died. Yeah, I guess she's one of my... She's the overlooked <laughs> character in the canon, in the comics. I have a tremendous fondness for Midge, and I, I hope they would do more with her on the show, and then they just, you know, killed her during a school play for no real reason. And then, and then never mentioned and her in the season, she's just back. Yeah, and, yeah she's just back. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so, also, 
and because there when we when we started the show, but like we have one more guest. So returning to the show, friend of the show, Marcel Walker. Hey, Marcel, you're here too. Yep, I just climbed in the back window, just the way the Beatles talked about. Yep. Hi again. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Marcel, since and we just started, when was the last time you actually watched the show? You know what? Or do you remember? Was, you know what? I put some thought into it. And uh, I'm pretty sure I watched all the way to the end of the fourth season. And I can't quite remember where, what was going on there, but I know, like, I know we watched that season. So I went yeah. to the end of the fourth season. I, I just, so guide and reading descriptions, it looks like I saw up to the end of season five. So it's possible you did as well. Oh, or something. oh yeah. I, yeah. There were just, there were some descriptions of episodes that like, okay, yeah, I saw that. What happened? Then, Do you know <laughs> like what happened? in they, season? they had their musical episode. <laughs> where Betty's mom was in a fantasy world and they had to talk her down. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So that I would have seen of, it. Yeah. Then. Okay. Yeah, that's the one that made me go, okay, yeah, I saw that one. And then I started reading descriptions <laughs> at the beginning of season six. Nothing gotcha. To be fair, there's like seven all musical right. episodes. Well, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Plus like fr- frequent break the song and, uh, and non-musical right. episodes. But <laughs> anyway. All right. So now we know everybody um, earlier. So Given that, you having without watching any of the intervening 40, 50, 60, 70 episodes that you missed, what did you think of being dropped back into the world for the last episode with no context of, I mean, the last two seasons in particular of Riverdale have been batshit insane. And then, frankly, the last four have been the last the last two in, in, in particular have involved a lot of time travel, dimensional travel, alternate, you know, super. Um, the afterlife, magic. There's been so much that's going on. Um, and I don't know that you needed to know all of that for the last episode, but clearly you you dropped in and you saw that they had gone a time jump to the past. What did you think? Yeah, there, there was definitely you know, picking up on what was going on. And you know, over the course of the episode, I think they gave me the whole, oh, they got transported to the past, but they still remember their previous lives. So that I wasn't sure of just from the outside. So mm-hmm. I found that interesting that they had you know, lived 13 years twice. So that, that gave me some, you know, context for it. I, yeah, it reminded me that I did like these characters. I, and I said to Marcel while we were watching it, I, you know, watching them in the 1950s, uh, there's that part of me that just kind of wished that's what the show had been from the beginning and stayed that way. Just adventures of them in the 50s without all the wacky stuff. I was once again struck by how much I liked the casting for these cartoon <laughs> characters. Yeah, I was fine with it. And I, you know, the ending of it was spoilers, I guess, at this point. Anybody listening, spoilers. We're going to talk about the end of Riverdale. I, you know, that for me, that was a nice little metafictional thing of these characters will always be this age, always living in this place, always having these adventures, which is what the comics are. And I thought that mm-hmm. was just a nice little metafictional nod to, to their origin. I, I, yeah, I felt much the same you know by the time you get into it and you realize you know not having watched the last couple seasons but being like having a tertiary awareness that they there had been a time jump and there was other stuff going on i mean there's always something that was going on that crazy show so it's not like it was this enormous break from what would already transpired but hearing them make reference to their previous lives and what all that was actually kind of cool because you realize that as nutso as that show is, there was still some kind of continuity to it. And it wasn't like I was watching a whole different show. It's just the same show and same characters. But like Wayne said, I really like that. I like this framing. I mean, also, you know, we're old school. We're a long time readers. So there, I have an affinity for that. Mm-hmm. And just that sort of nod to Reggie's been played by two different actors and they just kind of, you know, just blatantly well, said I'll talk it. about that. I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, they, Kate, because you, you didn't even see. So there's been two time jumps on the show. There's one point which we alluded to earlier where they jump through six years of time and they're adult now, um, after graduation. But you haven't even seen that one. Correct. Right? I did not even know that happened. <laughs> okay. Well, spoilers for when you're watching the entire thing. Sorry about that. But what did you think? What did you think jumping back into the world? You would have seen them being teenagers and then they're teenagers again. You never saw them grow up. They're just in the eight. 
60 years. Uh, can't do math. 70 years. <laughs> yeah. So I actually got a notification earlier today on my phone for an article about the finale before I got to watch it today. And so I was like, let me read this, just see what other people are saying about it. And they gave a little bit of like an overview of things that had happened. Having read that, I actually mm -hmm. knew what was kind of going on a little bit. So when I was watching the episode, I was like, oh, they're in like the 50s. This is making sense because of what I read. But if I hadn't read that, I would have had no clue. I would have been like, why are they wearing these clothes? Why are they still in high school? <laughs> what is going on? I did think that mm -hmm. had I been watching from the beginning, watched the whole thing through, I would have really liked this as a finale, which I still thought it was really good. But I think if I had like been a hardcore fan, this would have been a good finale. Like I felt it wrapped a lot of things up. I mean, there could have been a lot of loose ends that I just missed. But I liked how they told everyone's story up until they die. And I just liked how it just gave everyone like a full circle moment. And I really liked Archie's little mm. poem in there that he was making references that even I understood from like the first season. <laughs> yes. And All I'm right. sorry uh, if that's his poetry. I don't believe he became a famous writer or poet. Uh, <laughs> you, haven't, you, you haven't heard it. Uh, some of them are um, that was, I think that was uh, last, last episode. He had one that was intentionally bad. The, in the world of the show, bad, or it was that, or it might've been two episodes ago. Like he had a cringeworthy poem and oh my God, was it painful. Like, so, I mean, it's like, like it was a, oh, this is not like talking about it. when he starts reading it. I didn't realize it was supposed to be bad for the first, you know, line or two. Like, oh, that's, that's awful. And it just cut kept getting worse and worse and then you realize that all the people listening are just cringing going oh no no <laughs> it, it, it's really bad <laughs> there's there's one that's like painfully awkward all right so because i like before you that you were you were talking about how you were not loving it as you were texting you um as you were watching it so now that you're you've got so you know how some people speak in high school yeah, I, like there's just, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't really want to talk to them as an adult. Like that's how I felt about this finale. One, I think it's a really interesting choice to end a show on what is essentially a bottle episode, right? Because we don't, every season we essentially get a reboot of the universe, right? Even the ones where there is narrative continuity, because each one is sort of wrapped up in a little bow. And we just kind of ignore that there was like a serial killer the season before. Like we kind of talk about it, but then there are aliens and we don't have time to talk about it. Right. Like in the sense of it felt deeply unsatisfying to me to think about the narrative like anthology style to get seven seasons and then to get a bottle episode it doesn't entirely connect those seven seasons in the way that I want it to rather than just giving me yet another alternative mm -hmm. timeline and so one of the things that I did is I looked at the plot synopsis of the episode before because I felt okay. a little I was wondering bit if you had. yeah where that's what <laughs> because this yeah. one didn't feel like a payoff and because it felt like such a standalone I assumed that I was then missing something. So I do think that I'm, had I been given that episode as the finale, I think I would have enjoyed it. I think instead mm -hmm. I watched all of these people go, gee, Willikers, how about that milkshake? How about high school is the best time of your life for an <laughs> hour? And everyone was just sort of like, vomiting out dialogue like little robots that didn't believe it because the cast of Riverdale is so ready to be done that like Aww. I was so ready to be done <laughs> and there were quite a few moments where I said can I stop watching this episode and then lie and tell Mav that I watched the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna watch Josie and the Pussycats next week <laughs> So I, I was, yeah, and I didn't say anything about that. So I was wondering if anybody would, this, uh, I mean, even though I disagree with her on how much I liked it, I do agree with Monica in that this episode isn't really the end of the storyline. 
the end of the storyline was last episode explicitly um wayne you mentioned that you didn't know that they all would remember their past they they didn't they got that memory back last episode. okay so so at the beginning of the season all of them lose their memories before the time jump except jughead over the course of a couple episodes he also loses it though they're being influenced by their past life but they don't explicitly remember it they are you know there's there's bits of their personalities that like are like hey you are very feminist for someone who lives in the year 1956 Mm. that's odd and wow are you aggressively okay with being gay for somebody who lives in the year 1956 Mm. and wow are you this international with this interracial relationship for someone who lives in 1956 there's a lot of that going but they don't explicitly remember why any of that's happened until last episode, which was the wrap up of pretty much most of the storyline or all the storylines from the past season. And frankly, most of them from the past seven seasons were more or less kind of dealt with. And in much the same way as, um, as the Luke Perry has died. So we're just going to do this episode off episode. I think that's kind of what they were trying to do. chance. This was, I think, a lot more about the cats saying goodbye mm-hmm. to each other and saying goodbye to their characters than it was about wrapping up the storylines, which is weird yeah, what, what, because they made this weird op. They, op- they yeah. did this weird opting to not like to, to like go out and just sort of not return to everyone. Everyone spent the entire season, everybody who was still watching it going, how are they going to go back to the mm-hmm. present? How are they going to go back to the present? How are they? And then last, um, Tabitha, the angel, a character that none of you know, because you, she didn't show up till after all, you, all of you stopped watching. Um, Tabitha basically, said, uh, yeah, I can't send you back. That timeline doesn't exist anymore. So you've got to live out your lives in 1956, but here's your memories back. It's how that's pretty much how a lot of the resolutions happen. Um, and it's an interesting choice, but it allowed them, I think, to do things like take the swing at the polyamory angle and take the swing of a lot of homosexual relationships, um, more so than I guess any of you. I actually actually, Monica, you might have watched the the, the broadcast version or do oh, you watch definitely the, the online version? version? OK, so the online version has like eight extra minutes of even more gay re- than you than the rest of you saw on the broadcast. Why couldn't version. we have had that? Super um, damn it. Like, like pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> I which I thought which I literally thought of. That's one of my notes for tonight, which was so okay, so okay, we'll talk about the about the weird queerness of um the I don't know who's seen this finale if you watch did we talk about it on this show? I think um wow, we've done so many episodes that I forget. But on the finale of Supergirl, um there is a speech from Kara, Supergirl, to Lena Luthor where she very much comes out and professes her love to her in very obvious queer coded language that seems there like she's saying, Oh, I just want to be my true self. I just want to, you know, have a good relationship with you. And then it's played as though it's this completely weird, non-romantic thing with a very awkward cut, which implies that there was more to like, there's a lot of, Hey, I love you. I've always loved you. Can we kiss now? Energy. And then all of a sudden it's like, she says, Oh, well, I'm glad you're finding yourself. And they shake hands and go on their way. It's a very, (laughs) it's, it's weird, weird, queer, where where it's like, look, we cannot canonically have Supergirl kiss another girl. We're sorry. So it's done. And this episode was like, no, fuck it. You've always wondered with, Betty and Archie and Veronica and who chooses who and you know on our version of the show Jughead's also in the mix nope screw it they're all a, quad- a quadruple that's what they are they're going to be in a polyamorous polycule from here till eternity end of story and and I think that's a move I like yeah, it I, you know, if I'd been watching it this might have felt odd you, I mean all that wrapping up plot lines kind of thing as I'm watching it I didn't even like if I'd watched an hour of them just wrapping up seasons with plot lines I didn't know anything about. I don't know that I would have cared or related to it whatsoever. So, as you said, this felt like an episode of saying goodbye to the show, saying goodbye to the characters, all of that stuff, which allowed me to watch mm-hmm. it and enjoy it. If it was just full of references to plots I didn't know anything about, I don't know that I would have cared at all. 
And you know, if they did that in the previous episode, then good. But <laughs> I, you know, that's as someone who uh, and they they largely yeah, did, yeah. So you know, as a goodbye to the show, it worked for me as someone who had stopped watching and didn't care about the plot lines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Like, if I had been watching, I'm sure there would have been plots that I would have been like, "Why are they not touching on this?" But as someone who hasn't been watching but still knew who all of these characters were, it I enjoyed seeing like what happens to them in the future and stuff. I will say that plotline of the four of them being in a relationship did seem so like out of nowhere for me because where I ended off it was just Archie and Veronica and Betty and Jughead and that was that. So Oh, you never even saw but oh wait weird weird aside because this came up on the previous show. Um when we did the show before your sister had never read an Archie comic. She was just watching the show. So she has no expectations of who these characters are outside of what you'd seen on Riverdale up, up until that point, which was season two at that point. So you don't know that there's a Betty Veronica Archie love triangle. If he's and has been since 1942. I do. I do <laughs> that there was a bit of a love triangle in when I was watching, but it was kind of like Archie had to just choose between them, but then in the finale, like he didn't have to make that decision. He just went with both of them. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and Jugs. Don't forget Jugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I you know I listen to everybody's comments about it, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, why did I? Because I enjoyed it. Like I actually enjoyed it a lot, and like a lot like what Wayne said. I don't know if I would have enjoyed it. Like I would, I don't know if I would have enjoyed watching the previous episode the penultimate episode without all that backstory, but this one I actually did. And I, you know, I'm old, I'm old. I've got history. I've got (laughs) history with Archie characters that predates this TV show by decades. And that it's like that history that informs why I guess I responded to this so much, but also, you know, this Riverdale is, has, was clearly not designed to have, <laughs> you know, on the whole, a lot of real emotional heft. It's not, it wasn't that kind of show. Now, just by the nature of the fact that it was populated with real human beings, that happened, particularly, you know, when Luke Perry and his character, Fred Andrews, died. Like that episode. I felt was actually kind of astonishing in its power. Like I was, mm-hmm. that is my favorite episode of the entire yeah. series. Yeah. Cause but, we were watching real people really grieve. Right. Mm-hmm. And while this episode didn't have that weight, you know, they were dealing with death and, you know, and saying goodbye to your friends well before everybody dies. And we're And, you know, I'm at an age now where I get it. Yup. You know, like that actually resonates with me. And, you know, d- feeling disconnected from people that you were once very close to. I mean, I can get, you know, would I have responded like that that strongly when I was younger? Probably not. But even then, you know, by the time I was, oh, I don't know, 25, I've been reading Archie comics at that point for 20 years. So, you know, like I, I have literally grown up with these characters. So there was something internally with me that responded to watching them grow old and you know, and get a reward. I mean, whatever one's take on what the afterlife is or may not be. I mean, maybe it's just me. I, but I don't think this is just me. I think ultimately we want the characters that we care about to be happy. We're always kind of rooting for them unless you're a sadist and you want them to suffer, which a lot of people <laughs> kind of do. I think a lot of people watch their stuff and they want like, Oh, this is terrible. I don't, you know, understand when they have to suffer certain things because we all do. And that actually makes it more relatable, but I think we're always rooting for them. I'm rooting for them. So seeing them come through, however magical or silly or whatever it is, that's something to me, you know, now after I had processed it though, and I was thinking about a little more, the only question I had was, huh? So they end up in an afterlife. that's essentially them is, teenagers in the 50s and they get to be together and be happy and loved and 
that he said that they all like grew up and most of them had spouses and stuff and their spouses weren't yeah. it's like oh yeah i want to my my forever is the people i was in high school with and oh yeah well what a like that was that when i thought yeah. about it that was a little <laughs> weird but you know what i'll go with it whatever <laughs> that's a that was the part that was weird for me, and I. Yeah, you know, it's funny that never crossed my mind. Right. But I think you know, I just see this as them acknowledging the comics, mm-hmm. and you know, somewhere out there is another timeline where they have an afterlife with their significant others from their whole life. You know, the, the, this is a little pocket universe that is the Archieverse. Uh, as you, as it happens, yes, somewhere out there there is another timeline. They have a. Uh, their relationships with their other spouses from another pocket universe that was dealt with in the previous episode okay. where Tabitha, Tabitha um, in the future, Jughead ends up in a relationship with pop or granddaughter, granddaughter. Um, and she, she becomes an, and with time travel abilities, it's weird. Their entire, they go on a date where they get to live out their entire life and see their children and grand and they, and, and that's before they go back into the past. When they go back into the past, there's two Tabithas. There's the one that is the angel, and then there's a human Tabitha who's just a friend of theirs who goes on to become a civil rights activist. Uh, Tabitha the angel can't stay in the past because she's got angel duties to do. And Jughead says, "Well, but what?" And, and the answer is, "Well, we've had that life. That life still exists. So it is still up. That is that is dealt with. We do see another um, one of the times that Jughead dies. Um, actually, whenever um, Archie, there there is a the afterlife of the sweet hereafter is what they call their afterlife. We have seen that before. So um, it is weird in the context of watching just the one episode. I think that I, I had to think it through. It's like, wait a minute. You just had oh, if Archie. Archie had children. Reggie. Reggie had a wife and two kids and they're not here. And like we saw them earlier in the episode. But like we're going to hang out with just our high school. One would presume that there is some weird, you know, post death things that we can't understand going on but also that's not i i mean i get you're not really supposed to think about it that's not really supposed to be saying goodbye to their lives it's supposed to give us what wayne said before it's supposed to give us this perfect moment where they give on and, and continues in archie comic books from here till eternity i mean it is very much giving me lost they're dead the whole time mm-hmm. just <laughs> just let everyone get killed in the horrific bus crash two weeks after graduation. Did you at least appreciate the polycule? Yeah, but but I'm just saying, if this is the bottle episode, why does the bottle episode get spouses? Why can't the bottle episode be the one where they all die Little and you realize was. that this is killed in a, in a bus crash? <laughs> so I, maybe this is because I've been I, watching The Good Place. Hannah got to me, um, in which we just keep right. rebooting <laughs> like timelines over and over again, and and yeah. actually the ultimate, the one in which fates just keep. Being like, all right, get out of the chocolate shop. It's time to go, time to go play with our little Archie dolls again. Which, or if we were able to get like a John Byrne, she Hulk meta comic type of like, we realize that it's a bunch of writing behind the series the whole time. I think something that would have worked a bit better for me. Uh, that was two seasons ago. That was two. So, so this is where I really look at the at our blog, which is my Facebook page and public facebook page when i posted the blog about this i said i would i want to do this episode about about the final riverdale which hadn't aired yet and several people were making you know fun we had one from michael strauss saying well don't care about this unless we finally see the archie jughead veronica betty orgy and i was like <laughs> season two and i posted a link <laughs> to the first time they all make out in the hot tub together and then joy posted that well i want to see crossover with sabrina the teenage witch or i don't care season six baby there you go see like everything that you're talking about is happening like the show has done that because it's doing what the comics did which is this world without genre limitation right so i think that the reason we see them in the hereafter it's weird i get that it's weird but also it's just basically trying to tell us this thing that I'm always preaching about comics and about mythic characters, right? I don't think the continuity matters. They've destroyed it several times. They have been, oh my God, you guys don't even know about Rivervale. 
River Vale is an alternate reality where they also all have had entirely different lives. They've gone through so many different timelines in the context of the show, and they've all been reincarnated. They've all had these different lives. And the idea of the show is, look, they can just continue to do this forever. So I thought it was a brilliant ending. But, you know, I sat through the pain of watching some really ridiculous stuff for the last seven years. <laughs> so like I get, and I get that nobody else has. So they could all die by running off, uh, a bus off the road. Well, no, that that would be silly. Instead, a comet hit them all, which is how last season ended. <laughs> last season, everybody was murdered by a, by a comet, which destroyed the earth. So, you know, they, that they, sounds they, like the show that I was watching before. That sounds about yeah, right. Yes. Um, as Cheryl tried to use her dark Phoenix powers to stop the comic and utterly fails. <laughs> you know what? I, and here's the thing that show was popular enough. There were elements of this stuff that I had heard or, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say the least seen, I heard her seen a headline about Rivervale. I knew about this. I knew about that with Cheryl. Um, but you know, it's, and it's, I don't know if it's any weirder, if it was weirder watching the show week to week and they would do bonkers stuff or if it was weirder not watching it and being disconnected from the actual plot but mm-hmm. knowing they were doing this weird thing and that weird thing i don't know that was a crazy show that show was like mm-hmm. that was legit like it, it needed to be on medication but wait i had <laughs> this running joke about how the show at week to week was just written by just a bunch of monkeys in a room with typewriters you know they were just like banging out a script and you know, here's this week's script, whatever. All right, here's another one. And I, you know, I didn't, after a while, if you were watching it, you just went with it because it wasn't that far off from how disconnected individual Archie stories were in comics. You know, it just, it didn't matter. For me, it hit a point though. It, and admittedly, it did hit a point where it's like, all right, I, I can only sort of suspend that kind of investment in in continuity and narrative and whatever, even for things that are essentially farces or but so long, you know, and they, oh, okay, this is just going to go on forever. All right, I'm out. Peace out. So also part of why I responded the way I did to this last one, because it had a, it had a resonance. Like it's, it felt like, okay, they were able to find a fine through all that, that goofiness. And you know, some of that goofiness, Actually, I like just because it was it was so out there. The idea that Archie saved Cheryl's life at one point by punching through ice, pulling her out like that, <laughs> and it was kind of badass. And, you know, it, it was what it was. Um, it's 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 very also you know if you had if you had told me when I was I don't know fifteen fifteen twenty whatever you know. Eventually, there's going to be a show. There's going to be an hour long, whatever you call it, you know, like like hour long drama, air quotes drama with these characters. It's going to be weird and bizarre, but it's going to be enormously popular. It's going to run for seven years. The part of me that that's these characters that it doesn't want the Archie characters to fade into oblivion. You know, that would have blown my mind. And so when the show premiered, it blew my mind. The fact that it was as popular as it was, was is great. Whether or not it continued what I, anything I would have done, you know, that's kind of irrelevant because they're allowed to do whatever they want to do with that show. Like, I still, I sit back and I'm a little amazed. The fact that they went the direction they did, the they chose to end it on something as, I'll use the word, geo. <laughs> as they did on a, on, on a note like that. It's, it's kind of mind boggling, but I, I think actually ultimately good way. Just my thoughts on it. I was a little surprised, Monica, that you didn't respond as well to the, this is, um, I would say this was probably the gayest of commercially produced television in American history on a major network. <laughs> there were some swings here with the, way everyone in the town has had a queer relationship in 1957 just deal with it i think because of the thing we were just talking about with like them chickening out on the supergirl episode by refusing to say that she was lesbian or bisexual because her sister had already come out as lesbian so they were trying to do something different maybe but that's kind of a lame lame reasoning given where the show was clearly aiming and this one just said nope 
like three episodes ago, Archie and Reggie had a man, man, woman threesome with a prostitute. But also it is heavily implied watched a bunch of gay porn that they got from Kevin together and had sex with each other. Um, it's, a, it's, it's hev- yeah, it's, 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 very, well, it's very, Archie learns about the beats. He learns about Jack Kerouac and the beats and decides he's bisexual. And Reggie just sort of is horny and isn't along for the ride. It's, uh, it, it, it's very, very clearly not, I mean, like, it's not implied. It's pretty much there. Like they're not going to, they don't show the love scene though. They do show other, they, they've shown threesomes of male, male, female, and of male, female, female, a couple of times. So it's really implied that Archie and she have sex with each other. That much is of a surprise. But then, um, I guess you guys probably only Monica saw the, the online version. So you didn't see Kevin Keller's dad and Archie's uncle end up in a gay relationship archie's mom is in her second relationship with the same woman she, like she had married in the original timeline is who she ended up with in the in the new timeline as well um there is all you know and then deciding to do the polycule thing to me feels like this isn't just the last episode of riverdale this is the last episode of what the CW had been. The CW has recently decided that it's going to be a more grown-up network, whereas the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years have been kind of catered to teenagers and being very progressive in doing so. I think that with the questionable way that Supergirl ended and like some problems with like the 100 and even Nancy Drew, which ended earlier in the same night, this was them saying, you know what? If we're taking a big swing, we're going to say in this new world, everyone's bisexual and polyamory is OK. Welcome to the afterlife. Bye. <laughs> and, and, and the CW is over. We're going to do reality television because that's what the kinds of shows that it was doing. So this was the last of that era. And I thought that was a pretty weird swing for, for them to take on, you know, bring out, uh, you know, our last message to and to, I guess, people Kate's age. <laughs> um like you know you know like like they're because they're they're saying that they're going to be trying to focus on 50 and 60 year olds now which is what they've said in their marketing thing i don't know if that's how it's going to stick i'm just gonna keep <laughs> I, uh... every three weeks i'm gonna be like let's do another old <laughs> fuck episode <laughs> um but <laughs> <laughs> as monica gets older and older she's just like wait a minute <laughs> I don't know though. Like, it, it it's weird because I like I understand Monica's criticisms of it, but I don't think any of you were like massively put off. You like Monica, you were bored, right? Of the episode itself, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I I think that um, the, the fact that uh, when you watch the third Lord of the Rings movie and you get six epilogues in a row, and you're like, we get it, everyone's happy and dead, yes. and <laughs> Nothing is going to happen yeah. for the next 45 minutes of this movie. Like, I lose stakes as a viewer. And and I do understand yeah. that some of this is because you do want to en- understand how everyone ends up. Like, you do want narrative conclusion. But I think that an hour of just narrative conclusion for an ensemble cast is honestly a lot to ask of viewers yeah. that, and again, maybe I would care more if I had. Somehow you've missed five episodes, five seasons of television. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I, but this also might just be a personal prince that I'm not a big fan of bottle episodes in general. So. Hmm. Kate, you, you dropped out around the same time. What about you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I thought the episode was like fine as a stand on, like not having seen things, but I do think I would have enjoyed it more had I been invested in the show. I like understood yeah. most of what was going on, but as a bottle episode, like I think had I been invested, it would have been a little bit disappointing, but still characters' lives end up. Mm-hmm. So weird um, thing, I, I, yeah. Aside from the 
talking about this on our blog, which, by the way, I'm plugged the blog, www.boxpodcast.com. You should like pay attention to see what we're going to be talking about next week. Um, the, I was invited, oh, I don't know, a month ago, two months ago, to a Facebook group called, it's just like, you know how there are Facebook groups for like every possible subject? There's one called Archie Horny Posting. And what Archie Horny Posting is, is this is a group of people who look at pages of Archie. Of not, it's not about Riverdale. It's about Archie comics. Um, and they look at pictures of Archie comics and they say, that's probably not supposed to be as sexual. as that. It's just people commenting on how horny all of Archie has been for the last 70 years. Um, that, that, that's and, 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 and there's some truth to that. Yeah, there, I, I see stuff. Not that group in particular, but I see mm-hmm. lots of you know, taken out of context, and panels mm-hmm. taken out of context, and Archie yes. shows up in that a lot. That's exactly what this group is. Um, and they also look at pictures of like there's some of that, and there's also people who are like doing fan edits of sexy pictures of whatever of you know this is how Archie should be and they should be lots of sex and everything and that's actually for me less interesting because I can just do that myself right like anybody can do that I can just draw them I think it's interesting who people do tend to ship together but I posted about the Riverdale episode because no one was talking about they mostly focus on the comics Um, and uh, there's a lot of discussion in that group as to you know why why doesn't Archie ever just try to get with both Betty and Veronica. Why don't Betty and Veronica try to get with each other and leave our, and since that happened, that's the finale to the episode. I just posted about it in that group just to see what, what people were saying. And oddly enough for the people who are adult fans of Archie people who, I mean, Marcel, you said, you know, you started reading it when you were five, right? So the people our age who grew up watching this, Mm-hmm. It appears that people are pretty on board with the idea that no, Archie would work best if everybody is bisexual and like it's just in love with each other. That seems to be now it's weird because I don't think most of these people were watching the show. I did get a couple comments. People were saying, I I watched every episode and I was so happy to see that that's how, you know, that it, like if it, people had people's if anybody had a complaint, it was just like, oh, well, I wish they'd really stayed together forever instead of just having to wait till the afterlife. And it's like, I get that. but there was a lot of like people being pretty okay with the idea that this is what I've always wanted. I just wanted to see a world where, you know, Archie doesn't choose Betty and Veronica don't choose Jughead doesn't choose. That's, that's great. So I mean, there are, it's not just me is what I'm saying. There are out there who I think this was intended to aim for. I just, based on the ratings I don't think most of them were watching it either. <laughs> I think it's mostly just me. <laughs> the show was designed for me to, you know, to wrap up my my personal Archie fantasy. Right there, my personal Archie fantasy. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I I don't think the show could have kept going. I, I think it had jumped the shark a while ago. I do think it is important and it's an interesting treatment of television that like maybe one day I'll write an academic article about once I've had some distance from it to think about, you know, what all of this means, what, you know, what a world means where people have have done this. I I, I do think it's worth noting that this is not the only attempt at doing it. Like we talked about the first time, but there's a, I don't know if anybody's seen it. There is a a movie that's a pilot for it's clearly a, a, a you know a TV movie pilot for a television show called Archie to Riverdale and back again. Mm-hmm. That was an attempt to do adult Archie. I remember in that. 1990. Yep. <laughs> in 1990 on NBC. Did anybody else see that? Okay, so Marcel has seen it. This is not oh, yeah. the only time. This is not the only time that this has ever happened. But you but you saw. Um, an attempt to do grown up. Yeah, but it Archie. was goofy. It was a goofy made for TV movie. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it was adults. It was like them, like some of them had moved from Riverdale and were had come back. I think Archie himself had come back. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there was um the the Archie comic right before Riverdale started 
had rebooted its universe. They were calling it the New Riverdale era, and they tried to make it serious comics with continuity, and they restarted everything with a number one. And it actually, sales-wise, didn't do great. But that's where the official canonical, and this irritated a lot of people, it had canonically asexual Jughead. And then Ooh. when they made Riverdale, they, they were like, no, we're not doing that. And people were like, well, this is wrong. It's, it's, it's asexual erasure because Jughead is, is the most, someone's, Jughead's the most notable asexual character in media history. And, I, and at the time, I was like, Jughead's been canonically asexual for like two months. At the time, that could certainly be read into. It, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. 80 right. years of his history, but the. It was yeah, it had been yeah. going on for. And, and it was. And to be fair, there are other versions of of Jughead who are very clearly into Ethel, for instance. Like there are, yeah. you know, like it can be done many different ways. Depending on the story, as all RG. What are the yes. needs of the story? Right. Because. Yeah. Because. They, they, they right. Chip Zdarsky, who, by the way, is one of my favorite comic book writers. Chip Zdarsky is amazing. He made the decision to make uh, Jughead asexual in his reboot. And he even said at the time, this is how I see the character. It's how I want to write him. And if these characters are eternal, if someone wants to do a version of Archie in the future where Jughead is into girls or boys, I totally support that. Like, I want this to be like like he he was very clear that he was doing one take on Jughead in one particular universe that line of comics only lasts 16 issues so yes Jughead is canonically asexual in one storyline from 2016 till um mid 2017 and then right after that he's a werewolf for actually long <laughs> <Right. laughs> like like there there are, there are 16 issues where Jughead is asexual there are I believe 28 where Jughead is a werewolf and Veronica is a vampire. Vampire. And, 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 and Jughead was never a, a werewolf on the TV show. So I'm going to speak up for this werewolf erasure. <laughs> I'm going through. Like, <laughs> I got to check. Make sure. You got to check. Right. Check in my mental <laughs> library. But yeah. <laughs> um, well, he was, he wasn't a werewolf. He is dead and a zombie being inhabited by Sabrina, the teenage witch's boyfriend who is dead so that she has a body that she can fuck that's a thing that uh -huh. happened on the show <laughs> like yeah. again you guys have missed a lot so it's yeah it's, oh no i can't believe i missed that oh dear <laughs> it was um so th that was also that was the same story the, the when the sabrina crossovers were a line where uh sabrina spellman comes to river vale to help um cheryl betty veronica Tabitha and I don't remember, Tony. Basically, she helps them all form a witch coven, and that involves them all having each lesbian orgy. Part of the storyline, um, and 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 you guys have missed so much. Um, but anyway, it's just I I like that this is a show that took the opportunity this weird genreless or every genre. I remember on the last episode. Uh, we talked about the fact that like every character in, in season two, every character was on a different show. Like mm. we had talked about like, like Jughead was basically in rebel without a cause while Cheryl was on the Adams family and Betty was doing an X-Files and Archie is doing a regular teen drama and you just have to deal with it. And that's, mm. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. and I, I, I like that took a swing at it and to be honest, like I, I say greatest show on television, but not everything worked. Um, a lot of it didn't work. What I what I what I always enjoyed about the show was how ambitious it was at trying. Aww, <laughs> <laughs> try I, hard. I enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we can we resolve that that it did yeah. it did at least try? I mean, yeah. like it went there. I think it's I, yeah. Yeah. This was the yes and style of storytelling, right? Like it was almost you said the writers room. What's going to stick? But I don't think they ever cared. I think they were just constantly like, okay, but but what if um but what if they are witches now? But what if there's a what, what if, a what if Cheryl Yeah, Cheryl fights the comet. But what if Midge is pregnant? Wait, but we killed Midge like three seasons ago. Who cares? Okay, oh, here's one for you, the scene. 
um, you, we, we made reference to the fact that after the first season, um, Reggie changed because the guy who played Reggie in the first season went on to be one of the stars of 13 Reasons Why. So Reggie, starting the second season through the seventh season, um, is a different actor. And there's a throwaway line in the finale where he says, you know, I'm sensitive about that, about the fact that I used to look different, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so not only that, what you guys don't know is in season six, both Reggies are in it. They're just both there and magic and both Reggie's are alive because the barriers of reality are breaking down and um, Veronica's sweet. I can date them both. And that's where you first start having the male, male, female threesome <laughs> because, both because Reggie's at the, the same boys time. don't get along with. Yes. Yeah. Veronica, I think she's going to sleep with both Reggie. Yes. Well, that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yes it, it, it's the darren and from the witch yes. and, and, and 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 there are references to the fact that it's yeah. the darren enigma um it's you know uh this is where we find out that much of that all of rivervale and riverdale is a comic book that's being written by external forces and you know so their adventures are being told for other people and it becomes aware and um and oh, you gets- know you just made me think of something man <laughs> that's, that's what Jughead's magazine should have been. It, no, th- well, that, been that was season six. Yeah, that was oh. season six. Right. <laughs> so, see, like Jughead of Rivervale writes the Riverdale comic, which is reading, and he and he re- and he reads. He's reading his own adventures in the comic. Wait a minute, did they just start drawing Reggie different in like episode twelve? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. It's very, and that's before yeah, that, the that's before the Reggie's crossover. That's that's right. Right. That's that's anyway, everyone should watch every episode. This is what you get when you when you watch them all. But, <laughs> I don't know. You may have convinced me that I dropped out. All right, let's just get to the end of this. Huh? <laughs> Thank you guys for doing this with me. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Well, you want to we'll resolve Riverdale as the greatest show on television, right? Yes, and it's over, and it's right yeah. up there with man with Manimal, my other favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Marcel, anything you want to plug? Uh, in in the real world, yes. Um, as <laughs> always, I'm going to plug our whole educational comic book, Hootspow, that is published by the Holocaust Center of Pittsburgh. I am the lead artist and the project coordinator, and Wayne is the lead project writer. We've done four issues to date, and it is available on Amazon and through select comic stores everywhere and find our website that's pal c-h-u-t-z hyphen p-o-w dot com it's it is it's the best comic book in the world it really kind of is <laughs> actually there, there's a lot of i mean I, I you guys should be absolutely proud of it. it is a good resource for just learning about the the holocaust but also for as a teaching resource as mm-hmm. absolutely in the show notes okay. yeah. Thank you for joining us for your first time on the yeah, show. For having me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Wayne, what about you? Uh, what Marcel said. <laughs> <laughs> Just take it for these. Yes, fine. Link in the show notes still. <laughs> Marvelous. You know, I'm feeling still a bit exhausted by the social media turnover. So I'm going to say that if you know someone who's on strike, uh, who might have been out of work for a long time? Um, you know, give them a donation. I buy him dinner. That's my. That's the thing. That's because uh, <laughs> we love labor unions. Congratulations uh-huh. to the Duke Grad Student Union for uh, becoming unionized private school in the South of academic workers. Woo woo! Congratulations to mm-hmm. University of Michigan's uh, graduates union for um, coming to. A uh, an an end to their very long academic workers strike. And uh, if you have any money that you would like to mm-hmm. donate um, regarding the UC academic workers strike that happened almost a year ago, uh, you can reach out to me uh, personally because I am our strike archivist over at UCLA. So you realized there was something that you could plug in the middle of your <laughs> in the middle of your plugging for other things, which is good. All, all very worthy causes. I have something besides my regular thing. So this is a announcement that I announced earlier on social media this week. I'll probably be announcing this bunches of times on the show. Um, you'll be sick of hearing me talk about it. 
But um, I can now officially say that I am, I've got a book deal. I'm going to be editing a collection of academic essays for McFarland Press that I am currently calling Batman Also Starring. And the premise here is, you know how there are academic books about Batman and about Joker and Nightwing and Batgirl and Harley Quinn and all these famous characters from the Batman comic series? This is not about them. I'm doing a book of academic essays about marginalized characters that like are not worthy of their own essay collection. <laughs> so, so, so like you can, if you've ever really wanted to write about say Alfred or Silver St. Cloud or, or Kite Man, or, you know, I, I expect I might actually get a lot of Kite Man submissions, but like the idea behind this is it's going to be an, an academic text doing an analysis of the also rands of the Batman universe. And if it goes over well, maybe we'll do some collections on other characters. But I will be doing that over the course of the next year and change. We're going to be working on that. But submissions for abstract are due by December 1st of 2023. So if you're interested in that, you got like background in academic writing, then I will link the CFP for that in the show notes. And you can inquire by writing me at also starring superheroes at gmail.com so i'm excited about that yeah that's my, congratulations my, my, Matt. That, that's, that's really cool yeah yeah it's something i've been working on for like the you know getting the deal finalized for the last like mm. i don't know four or five months something mm. like that um yeah. so i'm really happy to be working on that finally but anyway aside from all of that you can follow me on <laughs> whatever's left of twitter whatever they call it these days um, and Instagram and Facebook and threads and blue sky. And I think I'm on Mastodon. I'll, although I forget about it all the time. I'm probably still on live journal. I think my MySpace is out there. Anybody got an Orchid account or a Friendster? <laughs> I'm a, I was on six degrees. <laughs> like I'm on every, I'm on every, on every social media platform. If I can remember my passwords, all of them. But anyway, I'm usually at Chris Maverick in all those places. The show, not so lucky. The show is mostly just on Facebook these days and, and Twitter. Or X. Um, at Vox Popcast. But you can follow the show's blog at www.voxpopcast.com where you can find out what we're talking about next week. I have no idea what that is. We haven't figured it out yet. But you can leave us comments on this episode or any other episode. You can pitch yourself. As a guest for an episode, you can pitch us ideas for stuff that you'd like to hear us talk about. There's all kinds of good stuff going on. If you enjoy the show, and we certainly hope you do, then please subscribe to us on iTunes or not Stitcher because it's gone now. I think Stitcher's finally gone away. Uh, but Spotify, Pandora, I don't know, wherever the hell you get podcasts from. And do us a favor, leave us a five-star review especially on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, that boosts the algorithm, makes us more popular, and really helps us out. I would once again like to thank Marcel and Kate for joining us. I'd like to thank Maximilian of Thought for Music for our epic theme song, building ever so more epically and playing us out. I'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye! 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 Bye. Bye.